Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you you are listening to uh, Two Broke Watch We made it. You just start again? <laughs> no, that's it. Okay, when we start. It. We start. We still okay, you know, he's right. He's right. Hey, this is Kaz. You're listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. We've made it to episode 51, and my speech impediment is in full fucking force right now. How's it going, Mike? It's going good. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. One more episode. One more. One more motherfucking episode until a one-year anniversary. They told me it couldn't be done. My father sent me a letter in the mail and said, everything you want, son, everything that's important to you will crumble to shit in your hands. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do this show for a fucking year. And, and you know what's funny? I, I was talking to Alex Von... I think I was talking to Alex Von like, or it was someone else. I'm so sorry if I'm, if I'm mixing uh, people up, but... Um, they had said like, oh no, I think it was Cameron. I think it was Cameron Laz. They were just like, uh, they had mentioned my parents like listening to the show. And I'm like, oh, my parents have no idea I do this show. <laughs> and he goes, really? I'm like, yeah, why, why in the world would my family, why would I want them to know what I do with my free time? I think even this, if this, if this show, do, I think even if you do any kind of work, um, with watches, Maybe, maybe with the exception of like selling them in a store, like if you try to tell your family or your friends like, oh, like I either do this for a living or I'm trying to do this for a living or like I spend a lot of time on this like podcast and stuff like that. They're like, what? Like watches? <laughs> like, it's not so much the watches. It's I don't want my mom to like tune in one day and to hear and have my mom hear me talking about like me saying like, fuck my mouth or just like dis- <laughs> disgusting shit. My mom doesn't even know I drink, Michael, all right? I'm 30 years old, and the poor <laughs> old sweet little woman thinks I just sit and, like, play solitaire all day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sounds fun. So if she if she tunes in, and I'm and I'm just I'm just literally talking about my dick, I don't know how she's going to take it. She'll just crash the car. Well, and I mean, we talk watches, too. Like, there's, there is that Occasionally. stuff, but, you know, there's there's watches. <laughs> but uh, super, super excited. This is episode 51. One more episode to the one year spectacular. This is going to be a huge motherfucking month, not just because of the one year anniversary. We're also doing a 3K follower, two Broke Watch Snobs giveaway. Uh, wind up is coming up soon. Um, we're going to meet a lot of you guys over in New York City. It's going to be fucking, it's going to be bonkers. Uh, we're going to we're gonna be wearing two Broke Watch Snobs shirts so you guys can, like, I guess, spot us in a crowd. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which which is a good or a bad thing? I'm not entirely sure. Um, there's a lot I want to want to I want to get to today, uh, but what I want to do really really quick is also just kind of reiterate what we're doing for the 3K follower giveaway. So for people who are just tuning in now, uh, who might not really understand sort of how this works, uh, every time we get a thousand followers on Instagram, we give away a watch because we're we're gluttons for punishment. That's basically what it amounts to. Uh, our first thousand followers, we gave away two Seiko SNKs. Two thousand followers, uh, we gave away the Seiko SKX, right? Yep. 
3,000 followers. Um, we had an interesting choice to make. We could have gone Seiko. We could have gone Orient. We could have gone something super full. But we decided to do something really, really fun. We're giving away the Timex Navi Harbor. Um, it's a really, really cool watch. It's like, um, it has a 12-hour bezel. It has these really, really interesting hands. It's kind of very simple aesthetics, but it has almost like a retro vibe. I think it's part of their Heritage series, technically, right? They call it, they call it the Archive series. Which archive. is like, like a... Like but of a, course. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's mm -hmm. doing vintage reissues now. It's just what I want to do. do is I want I want to do a a a, a, a heritage release for Rivka and have it just be pictures pictures of me like in the womb on the dial, like ultrasounds <laughs> on the dial. I think that'll be huge, man. I remember I remember when I when I first got like Instagram. I think it was like, man, it was a long time ago. Like I want to <laughs> like I want to say it was like when throwback thursday was becoming a thing and i <laughs> i don't i don't take like social media like seriously that, that much as it is but for a throw my first throwback thursday um i snapped a photo of a photo of the doctor just pulling me out of my mother <laughs> and i was covered in blood <gasps> all of the stuff hadn't been cut off yet Maybe maybe I can that's, find it. That's no, don't find it. You leave that shit in the past, man, where it belongs. That's like that's real throwback Thursday. That but is that's, too real. That's, yeah, that's too real, man. So so a heritage Rivka like that then, right? Oh, I don't have any of those pictures of me lying around. I'm not sure, man. Maybe I can do <laughs> one with like my social security number on it or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. <laughs> Man, that's intense. But yeah, oh my god. Yeah, we're giving away the Timex Navi Harbor. Really, really cool. 38 millimeters, 18 millimeter lugs. But in addition to the watch, the winner will also get um, <laughs> some toxic NATO goodies. Did you find the picture? Is that why you're laughing? No, no, just continue. Okay, good. Uh, toxic NATO goodies is three 18 millimeter toxic royal straps. Uh, NATO straps, those are the single pass through, so they sit lower on the wrist. You also get a spring bar tool. I'm looking at it right now. A sticker and some of these... Um, they're like off-brand warheads. You guys remember warheads from back in the day, like the sour candy, like you like you eat a warhead and you would go sterile, like those, like those, like those, but like an off-brand version of those. So you'll go sterile and blind. That's basically yeah. the name of the game. Even better. Even even better. You won't go blind or sterile. They're they're perfectly fine. I just don't like super sour things. Um, but yeah, so uh, details on how to enter will be released this week, uh, the week upon which you are hearing this episode. So um, huge shout out to everyone who made that possible through our Patreon, Two Broke Watch Knobs. Uh, no, wait, I fucked, that, I fucked that up. I fucked it up. Patreon.com slash Two Broke Watch Knobs. You know, people supported us and donated to the show. Um, it's like a monthly donation. And through that, we were able to facilitate um, every thousand followers one of these watch giveaways. So huge shout out, huge thanks to everyone that's co contributes on there. Uh, it's a really, really fun page. We have, I've, I've like typed out our like, our two segmented manifesto of like things we're, we're looking to do currently with our outlet in addition to things we're just trying to do in neurology. So I, I tried to make it a fun read. So if you, uh, if you got a few minutes to kill, you can go check it out. Um, so yeah, details on how to enter will follow soon. Uh, I wanna do a quick, quick shout out to a user He's got a Facebook group. It's actually super, super cool. Um, he told me the story about how he started it. And so basically the Facebook group is called Working Class Watch Club, WCW. Um, it's super small right now, but I went there and I was checking it out. And it's actually super, super fun. It's just it's just wrist shots of people, um, just basically real people taking wrist shots. So the thing is, that's also not to say it's just 
you know, one segment of watches. It's across the whole spectrum, and it's very much oh, like an cool. open forum type of thing. Yeah, it's actually a lot of fun. Frank from Collinsville Watch uh, posts on there as well. So, so uh, definitely check it out. Um, we'll share the link in the show notes for this show. Uh, so if you're on Facebook, which we're, which we need, Michael, you and I need to get uh, a much more solid presence on Facebook because I was on the Facebook today and. And they're just they're just a lot of notifications, and I feel awful. So, um, <laughs> if you guys hit us up on Facebook, and it takes me a long time to get back to you, I am so, I am so fucking sorry. Uh, we really need to get like an intern. We need to get John Travolta as our goddamn intern because we we, we need one at this point. He know? didn't he didn't work out last time. I don't know. <clears throat> he just he just he just went on break all the time. Yeah, dude. yeah. He's went on break and talked about Scientology the whole time, <laughs> the whole time. And he just kept looking at his Breitling. Do you think he wears a Breitling in real life or just for, like, Breitling press events? What do you think? How do you think that works? I'm not sure. Go go to Miami International Airport <clears> where <throat> he parks his plane, and then you can just watch him as he gets in, see what he's wearing. Does he, does he live in Miami? He doesn't live in Miami, but I, I, he definitely has a Boeing uh, 707 park there. Okay, so hold on. What kind of fucking lifestyle do you live where you don't live in Miami, but your planes are parked there? John, you know I mean? John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say because if he lives in Miami, he needs to get out more. Because the last picture I saw of that guy, he is like pale, like translucent, like a guppy. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> if you're living in Miami, you have to get a little bit of sun, a little bit of sun. Yeah, yeah, you I know? don't know. God damn, that's crazy, man. But um, but yeah, so uh, um, keep an eye out for details on how to win the 3K follower giveaway. Um. Definitely check out Working Class Watch Club WCW. W, huh? W. I, I just I realized how I realized I was, I was just I was <laughs> I was realized what I was doing. WCWC. Don't Google WCW. It's not going to work anymore. That's, um, it's that's gonna, uh, it's, women women or woman crush Wednesday or something like that. I was going to say World Championship Wrestling. Michael, what 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 the hell, dude? You don't know what WCW is. You don't Lucky Charms. You don't drink Dr Pepper. What else? I never got into wrestling. Never. <sighs> That's okay. Probably for the best. I made a I made a wrestling ring in my backyard with my buddy, and we would like do wrestling, but the wrestling just slowly slid into just two fat kids fighting each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> just throwing like weak elbowed limp fists to each to each other's thick torsos. It's basically mm-hmm. an hour and a half of that until we just got tired. You know. Nice. And uh, and then one day a storm came through and just fucking destroyed the wrestling ring. And then that was the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> just left the pieces, the, the pieces of cord, wood, and mattress were left out my backyard until they returned to the earth. Just disintegrated into moldy sinews, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my poor my poor dad was just <laughs> so upset. Cause there were like there were like dead spots on the lawn where pieces of the of the wrestling ring were left to like disintegrate. <laughs> 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 like brown patches of dirt. Man, I loved wrestling when I was a kid. <sighs> but yeah, so uh, definitely check out Working Class Watch Club, WCW, WCWC, motherfuckers, dude. Um, really, really a lot of fun. I just requested to join now. Super small group. I want to try. I want to use that as like the impetus for us to get more active on on Facebook because I realize not everyone is active on Facebook. Um, oh my God, I'm just an asshole. Before I go on should we talk about what today's episode is about? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, do I was you, gonna bring the, I was gonna bring that up. So the do main, you the tell main topic. The people, tell the people at home what we're talking about today. 
Okay, so so here's here's what it is for this episode. All right, I'm going to give you the full thing. Erotic watches. It's about fucking time. <laughs> that's that's it. We <laughs> that's it. You guys can go home. Show's over. <laughs> We're rolling the credits now. Episode 51 two rogue watch knobs. It is the convergence of all things that we have been circling the entire fucking length of the show we've been doing finally we have found an organic topic that combines both genitals and watches today this week for episode 51 we are talking about erotic watches it's about fucking time okay I'm guys su- i i am surprised it took this long <laughs> it just it just didn't occur to us yeah you, you know you, I, I think was... you you wrote to me about the idea and i was like huh that's great <laughs> so um so for people who don't really know i so there's two reasons to do the topic. Obviously, yes, talk about genitals on air as if we needed a reason. Um, the other one is um, erotic watches are actually a super, super kind of crucial and, and interesting point in the history of watches, specifically in like the 17 and 1800s, where they really started to kind of be available to it kind of with the emerging middle class and with the emergence of kind of watches available for everyone. Uh, uh, that technology and those things kind of being widely available, they sort of started to enter in with other advancements and different technology. And one of them is like, you know, enamel paints and things like that and different kind of uh, uh, artistic expressions in addition to war and everything like that. So it's something that I don't, I feel like people don't really necessarily talk about hmm. um, very often. You might see, um, you know, brands that have them. That's something we're going to talk about, but it's a, it's, it's a topic I think it would be um, a lot of fun just to kind of just to open up the idea to people who don't know about it, people who do know about it, because Michael and I are by no means experts. We did a, we did a little bit of research. I know a little bit just regards to just kind of, you know, the history of watches that I know in addition to some of the advancement techniques for finishing and everything like that. And so uh, it's going to be kind of segmented into talking about like past erotic watches and current iterations of erotic watches because brands are still brands are still making erotic watches oh my god michael how did i not realize this is the rifka mtp1 dick hands watch an erotic watch i haven't made it yet no one's asked me to make it would that be an erotic watch i was about to ask you if that was an actual real watch have you got have you received that request yet no but i do love the fact that about 60 percent of the people of 60 percent of the people that have reached out being like hey kaz you know Love the idea, the Rivka MTP one, uh, but just to let you know, I don't want the dick watch. From the get-go, <laughs> they wanted to let me know. <laughs> they had no fucking interest in the dick watch. It's probably a good idea to, to let you yeah, know. Yeah, you guys, I don't think I don't think you guys really want... I'll make the dick watch for myself. I'll explain myself to my fiancé when she walks in. I'm just hand-finishing a bunch of dicks. You know what I mean? With my, with my jeweler's polishing pads. Um, so for people who don't know what the Rifka Watch Project is, if you're just tuning in now, because I imagine a lot of people might be first-time listeners right now, um, the Rifka Watch Project is kind of the um, is the result of something I've sort of been working on for a couple of years, and something within the past few months I really had the drive to do because of the two book watch knobs listeners and the and the watch family in general. So um, I'm 3D printing a watch, and I'm 3D printing everything. Everything is getting printed except the crystal and the movement. The crystal is a super high acrylic dome. The movement is a Vostok 2409 manual wind. It's a movement that's been in production since about the late 70s, and they're still making them now on the same machines, in the same factory. Um, I'm working with the official retailer of the Kistapol Vostok Watch Factory to supply the movements for the watches, and so for a long time I didn't really know 
how to open it up and offer it to people. And basically the result is that I've just decided to work individually, person by person, to basically custom design each watch for each individual. Um, and it's it's a crazy endeavor. It's a lot of fun. Um, really appreciate everyone's patience that I'm working with right now. I'm probably going to cap the numbers soon just because it's about 25 or 27 people have signed on now. Um, and I badass. might cap it. It's 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 it, 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 it's not bad as yet. Let's 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 wait for the finished products. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's exciting. It's exciting that so many people are are so just excited about the idea, and who see the same potential in the idea that I do. Because the way Rivka has evolved now is not the way I had originally envisioned it. But the idea meant so much to me. I sort of just kind of let how I reacted to events and to fate dictate how the project evolved and i'm fucking super pumped with how everything is so it's uh it's a lot of fun um it's mixed materials being made with carbon fiber infused uh, nylon plastic in addition to um it's i'm not sure if i'm gonna use pla or not i mean michael this is all gibberish to you i know some people print um so they'll know what i'm talking about but yeah so it's it's a lot of fun and working with people getting renders out as quick as i can it's just, uh, it's a lot of time. So yeah, quick, quick recap, just for people that might be tuning in for the first time. But, uh, but yeah, and so I made the joke very early on about a dick watch saying, I'll make, I can, <laughs> I can, I can, I can custom cater any fucking dial configuration, any dial style you guys want. I'll even do like a watch with dick hands or dick marchers and the, and then the MTP1 dick watch was born. And about 60% of the people were just like, yeah, dude, I'm interested, but I really don't want your fucking dick watch. All right. All right. I just want to, I want to iterate that now. From the get-go, I don't want your dick on my watch. Okay. So if you're just tuning in and you're gonna you're gonna start at episode fifty-one and work your way backwards, you're gonna find you're gonna find another kind of recurring topic that comes up. And I'm gonna, I'm about to tie these two things together. What you have okay. to do, you have to make the dick watch on the house and mail it to Andy Dick. <laughs> and this is this is what will finally <laughs> We'll finally get him on the show. He's never gonna come on the show. <laughs> Although Mr. Mr. Andrew Andrew uh, Rutherford Dick referred the fourth. If you are, if you are two book watch knobs listener, you fucking come on the show, man. You can you can bring your fucking mall of baby G or whatever the whatever the fuck you wear, dude. Come on the show, Andy Dick guys. Andy Dick checking in. That would be incredible. I gotta make a dick watch for him. I think he would love it. I I do too. You know? <laughs> Oh my god. So um okay, let me go over da, 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 da. am I So yeah. Today's episode erotic watches. Um there are some other items to get to. Michael, would you like to do the wrist check? It's a good idea. Honor tradition, let us do the wrist check. I have been talking way too goddamn motherfucking much. What are you wearing today? Um okay, so I'm wearing a First of all, like the lightest watch that I own. I, so I, I've talked about this watch on air before, but I've, I've I don't think I've ever mentioned that it's like the lightest watch that I own. Um, oh, okay. it's the it's the Meritech, uh, not Meritech, Meritech or Marathon? Marathon, Marathon. Yeah, Marathon Pilot Navigator. Um, I forgot you had that watch. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's an all black uh, plastic. It's kind of like a plastic uh, case that. Actually, the case back though is stainless steel. That's the only thing that's. The case is probably a kind of resin. 
Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, yeah. A resin with a rotating 12-hour bezel. Um, and there's a reason that I'm wearing this today. Uh, it's because my wife left me, and uh, I'm here all by myself <laughs> in the... Uh, Out of context, I shouldn't laugh when someone says my <laughs> wife left me. <laughs> Just the way you said it. <laughs> so my wife left me. She got fed up with all the watch bullshit, and uh, she, le- she left the country, and I'm secretly timing her time zone. Um right now with oh, the that's funny with the pilot navigator is uh, she visiting so, the family no she's she's out there for uh for a, a bachelorette party so she's gonna be having a good time and i'm here with Ooh. the dog um probably gonna and cook, you're cook. she's out at a bachelorette party and you're talking about dicks with me yep yep that's that's what i'm doing <laughs> um but yeah no this is uh this is a fun watch i um i don't wear it too much but you know what's fun? If I know I'm going to do something throughout the day where I have to watch another time zone, uh, either like for work or if you and I are trying to coordinate for, you know, something special, um, you know, I'll, I'll wear this watch just to keep tabs on your time zone or somebody else's time zone. And, um, right. you know, for a long time, I really drooled over GMT watches uh, with like an additional GMT hand. And while that's a lot of fun, I think I texted you at some point, a 12 hour rotating bezel, like bi-directional, I think say even for a pilot is more practical than, uh, like a GMT watch. Cause you can, you can literally land and just turn a bezel if you have to. Yeah. So, um, this is, uh, this is a design that has been around since I think the mid to late sixties. I'm not too sure. Um, marathon, um, watch company had some, some of their history rooted in like Vietnam. I'm not, I'm, it's a little hazy for me, but, uh, if you, if you look back at some of the vintage examples, they are actually like, uh, stainless steel models that they made for, I want to say the Canadian air force. I'm not sure. Um, cool. And I've been thinking about hunting one down because it's basically the watch that I'm wearing with, um, with a mechanical movement. And the only marking on the dial, I think is, Adenac, which is Canada, Canada backwards. Um, <laughs> I don't know why they did that, but they're they're pretty collectible and not not too expensive, right? Um, but yeah, this when is you said, when you said Adenac, I had a, I had a red rum vibe immediately with before you even told me Canada. I'm like <laughs> I'm like wow, I'm getting I'm getting like a crazy red rum vibe right now from Adenac. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I I didn't know until recently um, that it was Canada backwards, um, but it's. I think uh, if yeah. you if you if you do the legwork and you and you try to find one, um, it's it's pretty fun because it's it's basically a, a super durable stainless steel like pilot watch with a twelve hour bezel that you can use for a ton of different um, you know reasons. This one, what's what's a lot of fun about the the pilot navigator is that the first so the first twenty minutes are still graduated on the bezel. So if you mm-hmm. do want to track elapsed time. Uh, for you know at least 20 minutes it's not going to be too confusing you're not going to have to do <clears throat> and even if you did have to do the math it's just like times five um so that's fun I, I went out on a walk with my dog today and i was like how long are we walking for <laughs> so I, I used it for that um but yeah so do oh, you have that on, a, on like a nato or on the strap it came with like what are you rocking on so it came on a really long um raf strap so that's just a a single pass nylon strap that doesn't have like a separate attachment like a nato strap so it's it's very light very thin and sits very close to the wrist 
um, the way that I have it now, which is just perfect. Um, and uh, because it would be too much black for me, I put it on, mm-hmm. on, a, on a gray RAF, uh, which is, it actually matches really well with my gray shirt right now. So I like that. Um, nice. What else? Uh, on this watch, there's a really cool bubble crystal that I think, uh, you know, if you're, um, if you're shopping online for these, it's not really, it's not too, um, kind of pronounced in the, in the photos, but like on longislandwatch.com, for example, like I know they sell these, uh, you can't really see it, but it's got a really, really like proud, like bubble crystal. And I think Hmm. it's actually acrylic. So nice little vintage vibe there. And, um, but the star of the show is the tritium tubes. And it's just right. <laughs> it's got tritium in it. Yeah, yeah. Tritium, whatever it is. Um, hold on. Let's get plug in my computer. Um, and the cool thing about this is that it doesn't take any kind of external light to charge up. So, uh, the Seiko Lumabrite, if you expose it to the sun, it goes nuts. Uh, Super Luminova is the same way, but the tritium gas tubes are basically always glowing. Um, and if, you know, like I wore this watch to sleep last night because it's, it's so light you don't even feel it um hmm. and I, I woke up at like 2 a.m and it's just like it, it's lighting up the room it's insane <laughs> like i've <laughs> i've never it's i've never seen anything like this like i might i might actually like mail the watch to you so you like no i'm not crazy <laughs> no i believe you man it's 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 always interesting so speaking of loom uh last week i mentioned i was going to the uh so, so, so i live in celebration florida and i'm right next to um disney and so we're annual pass holders so we go to disney all the time so last week we were at mickey's not so scary halloween party and so that fucking thing is awesome because all the white times for the rides are like five minutes so you just go on the rides over and over again if you want and mm-hmm. so um i said last week i was going to wear one of the gavox abbey divers uh, it was raining and the weather was really weird and uh, I didn't want to put the watch because it's a review unit in a situation where it could get damaged or gross. So I didn't wear that, but I did wear my Seiko Sumo. That motherfucker has got some, that dude hangs mad loose <laughs> Okay. It is incredible. The Sumo walks into a room and everyone knows how giant that thing's loom penis is. You know what I'm saying? So like we had we had gone on the haunted mansion ride and the ride starts and and, and Becky my fiance she leans to me and she goes can you please cover your watch I'm like why she's like it's fucking glowing and I look it 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 looks it looks like I'm harvesting starcraft crystals you know what I'm saying <laughs> the shit is just like illuminated and like like light my path in the dark I'm like oh I'm sorry babe <laughs> I'm just put it in my pocket the thing is that's like that crazy seiko loom that's not tritium or anything like that you know so i would you know bring it to new york i'll check it out in new york i i am gonna bring it to new york and i i i'm confident in saying that it rivals the seiko um, i believe it i'm curious i'm curious it. about putting it next to and like something like an orange monster because besides besides like the design and the case and like the indices and whatnot you I think if if somebody's talking about Seiko Loom, they inevitably you know start talking about the monster. I don't know mm. if it's be, like, do they apply more on that watch, or is it because the markers are huge? Uh, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I, I definitely like to put this like head to head with Seiko, so we can do that so in person. For, from my from my perspective, and having messed with Loom for some early Rivka MTP1 prototypes, 
the luminescence, the strength of it really kind of just hinges on two things. Your ratio of adhesive to powder. So the more powder you put in, the more it's going to glow. But the problem is if you get your ratios between actual adhesive, like medium, like agent, like gloop, and your powder, if you fuck it up, it's going to come out like gross and clumpy. Hmm. You know what I mean? The other thing is the actual like thickness. The more surface area, the more depth of material there is, the more there is to hold in sunlight and then discharge the energy. You know what I'm saying? So hmm. that's why your Seiko SMK, it has the same loom as your like turtle or whatever, but those little dots, it's just, it's physically less material. Right. But on your on your turtle, it's more material, so the turtle's going to glow brighter. With the monster, I assume it's probably because those things have a lot of loom on them, and they have a, it's a lot of surface area. Right. You know what I mean? Those so big, it's surface like, area, okay. That, so that seems to be my understanding, and just when I was messing with loom uh, early on, and some, some people's um, specific custom designs, they want loom in there, so they're going to be loomed. Uh, so I, that's just in what I've been experimenting with um right now i mean if so if, if someone out there you know um has a different perspective or or can confirm or just know something different you know definitely let us know what's up we love hearing from everyone every time i say some bullshit i love it when you guys let me know you know what i'm saying it's just like oh Cass, you know the world is round you guys are out of your minds okay it's flat okay <laughs> i look out my window and i see flat fucking earth i don't see round all right so yeah, every, you know, I'm, I welcome those emails. <clears throat> but um, yeah, no, that that thing that thing is super cool, man. I'm 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 excited to see it at Wind Up. Are you bringing every single watch you own at Wind Up? Because I feel like recently, in the past months, um, you've got a lot of watches with you. So are you bringing them all? And as a callback to a previous episode, are you going to stick them in socks? Um, so I'm actually I. I I'm not going to bring them all. I think I'm I'm okay. going to do a diver driver flyer kind of situation. Ooh, I love that. Uh, That's so and just, cool. Just bring bring three watches. I, I do have some pretty like fun stuff right now, but uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to go nuts with it and like bring like everything. Um, <laughs> and I Looking probably like the merchant from fucking Resident Evil, man. Yeah, I probably won't do socks. I do. You know what? I I just remembered I I had the other day, and it's right here. It's the uh, so the case that the Raven Trekker came in is like a two-watch holder. That's right. My Steverall had something similar, yes. So I could put two in there, one on my wrist, and that's it. I'm good for three watches. Good to go. Yeah. Good to go. I might go and pick up um, Toxic NATO's uh, watch roll, one of the three slot watch rolls that he's got. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I think those things would be pretty cool. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see that watch in person, that yeah. marathon. What are, uh, what are you wearing? I am wearing a watch I've worn before, but in a fashion that um, I don't think I've talked about on the show or really kind of publicized. I am wearing my Orient Neo 70s WV0051TX Christmas Chrono limited edition to a thousand pieces. This is number 884, but where I would normally nor, norm, norm, where I would Norm McDonaldly be wearing this watch <laughs> on the toxic, I don't know, I'm a fucking trainer. On the Toxic NATO's Toxic Shiznit, which is a really, really cool kind of um, herringbone seatbelt weave uh, NATO that he offers. Um, it's probably the best NATO I've ever fucking used in my entire life. Where I would normally have in one of those, I have this watch back on the stock bracelet it came with, Michael. It looks really good on the bracelet. It feels like dog shit on the wrist. Okay. 
You know what I mean? It looks great. But so, but so does great. but so does a vintage Rolex. <laughs> I was the thing I was gonna say. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm the reviews are either I think the review should be up by the time this uh, episode airs, so you guys will see it. But the bracelet. So if for people, a lot of people in the states aren't familiar with the Orient Neo Seventies line. The Orient Neo Seventies line is um, a line of vintage sort of retro inspired uh, watches that Orient puts out, um, and a lot of them have like an interesting sort of aesthetic flair or quirk to them so they'll be an interesting color or some of them will have super fun old school faceted crystals um this one in particular so this uh, so you so you guys will hear me or have heard me refer to this um as the christmas chronograph for the christmas chrono because um the wv0051 tx neo 70s was released for christmas 2016 uh, in honor of 2016 christmas in japan limited to a thousand pieces um in the Neo 70s line, this watch is considered expensive. It's between 250 and 300 bucks. Um, they're only selling it out of Japan, which is where I, I got it through Ava from Japan. Um, but that's expensive for Neo 70s. Normally, a Neo 70s piece will be like 150 or 200, which is a really good fucking price for what you get, in my opinion. Um, so the fact that these watches are vintage inspired, it makes sense, whether they intended it or not, for the dial to literally, literally just feel like folded tinfoil. You know what I mean? Because apparently that's like a vintage watch thing you were saying. Because we yeah, the last time I was a wind up and I was messing with the Mortal Kombat two watches, those bracelets they just felt <laughs> they they literally just felt like he took a bunch of fillings and he melted them over the fire in like a pan he made out of tin foil and he made a bracelet out of it. You know what I'm saying? And he's charging four thousand dollars for it or whatever the fuck it is. I have no idea. You know, the, like the, it, but there's but charm like, to it though, right? Like exactly. Yes. Yes. So pe- people say the There's, same thing about the bracelet on my SKX one seventy five. Like people hate that bracelet. Like <laughs> I've I've seen terrible things said about that bracelet. But for some reason, <laughs> that kind of light jangly sort of feel to it just it it just works on the wrist. At least for me. Yes. Um, and you know it could be the same way with the Orient. It is. It is. It is the exact same way with the Orient. I don't think it was intentional on Orient's part because. Orient keeps their prices really, really good by focusing on certain things and sort of not focusing on other things. And the one thing that usually doesn't get focused on in the sub-350 area for Orients um, are bracelets, because bracelets are hard to do well. Yeah. Um, If this watch... Well, my cat's here. What's up? You're okay. If this watch had a... a, If this watch had a similar bracelet as my fucking... Seiko Sumo, or as the uh, 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 my Orient Star GMT, it would easily be five hundred bucks. It would be two, three hundred bucks more hmm. than I paid for it now. You know, because uh, so the links are really, really flimsy. There's a lot of gapping between them. Uh, the end links are hollow. But like you said, now that I know more, it you know unintentional on Orient's part. It's just part of the vintage flair. It's a very vintagey watch. If this watch had like a black dial. And if it didn't have some of this modern polishing on the sides and on the indices, it would look like a vintage watch. You know, it's 42 millimeters. It's 48 lug to lug, I believe. Um, check out the review. Um, I kind of go into the idea of what it sort of means to do a modern main vintage inspired watch. I think, what the fuck did I say in the review? I said, um, I didn't really feel comfortable talking about this watch as like retro or vintage inspired without really articulating what that means because I feel like people are like, oh, it's retro inspired, but like, what does that mean? Like, like language has evolved to the point where we can put words to everything <laughs> except faith, but that's very complicated. You know what I'm that's saying? A whole, like there whole is other no episode. reason, 
whole other episode. That's episode 53. The thing is, there's no reason why we shouldn't have the ability to articulate something like retro. What does retro mean? It looks old. Okay, well, you know, my dad looks old. My dad's not retro. He's just fucking old. You know what I'm saying? I really hope my family is listening to the show. I really hope they listen to the show, Michael. It's important. All right. I'm going to email your dad um, the MP3. It's, it's very cute. You think my dad uses email. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking adorable, dude. <laughs> Sitting there typing one, two, two fingers, you know? Um, but uh, I think I had sort of articulated retro, modern retro pieces, um, uh, pieces that are designed with uh, uh, like a very authentic sort of unrefinement. You know what I mean? Like a not kitschy or not mocky sense of unrefinement and like that's what this orient chrono has in regards to some of the brush surfaces and some of the lug like the shapes in the lug so when i think retro that's what i think because you know those retro pieces there's just something accessible about the unrefinement of them now when i say unrefined i don't mean like they're wiping their face on the tablecloth you know what i mean but like there's just something uh, here i am saying i could use words for anything and i don't have the words to fucking say what i mean you know what i'm saying but um, but check the review out. I love this watch. I think it's great. The bracelet, I've had on the bracelet for a while. It looks it, it looks and photographs beautifully with the bracelet, but I'm not a giant fan of how it feels. I might put it back on the Toxic Shiznit. I might see if I can't source maybe like a fun racing style strap or like a rally strap for it, like a black one. Or like, um, or maybe like something suede just to fuck with textures because I like fucking textures, te textures, you know? Um... But yeah, that's what I'm wearing right now. I have on the bracelet. Um, I'm trying to think what else is cool about this watch. Does the uh, the you chronograph know, hand, the uh, <clears throat> the central second one, does it tick or does it sweep on the Orient? You know, it's... Um, so that's something I talk about in the review. The movement for this watch is a bit of a mystery. It's branded as an Orient movement, but Orient doesn't make... Yes, yes, cat. Orient doesn't make solar chronograph movements. The Through some sleuthing, I figured out it's basically a Seiko solar chronograph movement, hmm. um, just because the specs are the same. So the central seconds when the chronograph is activated, you know, it's pretty smooth. You can tell there's definitely like a sort of tick, but it's actually... Pretty smooth, you know, I should actually do a video of it. That's not a bad idea. It's actually, I was surprised with how smooth it actually is, you know? Right. But but is it, so does, it, it does it actually like tick for every second or does it, is it kind of like a, like a quartz, <clears throat> almost like the boulevard, I don't know, the, the boulevard that I have, have you seen that? I'm looking at it right now. It looks like it actually ticks and stops at every little oh, tick okay, okay. and nick on the uh, chapter ring. Okay, cool. But yeah, I love this watch. Um, definitely one that's staying in the collection. My collection having gone through or is in the process of being aggressively purged. I mean, <laughs> scorching the earth and salting the soil when I leave after I burn my home. But the, the collection is being purged. Uh, this watch is staying with me. <laughs> Some other ones, not so much. This Devrol is gone. Um, the Janus Trading, which I don't like talking about, will be gone soon. Uh, my Orient Star GMT. No, nobody saw that watch. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I ever put it on the feed. Nope. Wait. So the, the GMT's <laughs> gone. It's going to go. Oh, yeah, okay, I've decided okay. to sell it. I've got to decide to sell it. Um, in addition to, well, someone has inquired about my Omega Seamaster Thirty, my my nineteen sixty two, the little one, little vintage one. Mm. So um, 
yeah, not a lot, not a lot of watches are going to be left in the collection afterwards. I was going to sell my Seiko Blue Lagoon Samurai, but uh, I decided to keep it. Don't do I it. I have decided to to hang on to it. I think that's a I think it's a fun watch to kind of keep. You know what I'm saying? What do you think? Don't do it. And if you sell it, sell it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you got it but no i think uh I'm, I'm i'm gonna hang on to that because the thing is i so i paid 550 for it which is full price but i did that because i wanted to go to the seiko boutique right uh in miami and pick it up in person you got, it was you an got incredible some experience yeah i got to hang out and uh, sit down with joe kirk the boutique manager down there got to drink some japanese whiskey shoot the shit for like a couple hours it was a blast it was it was probably one of the more positive not just boutique experiences but watch interactions i've ever had um, so I think we, I think we did an episode, you know, where I was focused on that. So I knew full well paying boutique price. I was going to, you know, I was paying full price for a reason while everyone else is going to be saving money by buying it from creation watches or, you know, wherever the fuck. Right. Um, so current market price right now for the watch, if I were to sell it would be 400 bucks, but, you know, for 400 bucks, I'll just, I'll just keep the fucking watch, dude. It's still a beautiful watch. It is. The only reason I'm like, only reason I'm like really see, I was, I was considering selling it is because I'm fucking, I'm just, I'm broke as piss as broke as piss can be is how piss broke i am i am this is a music joke i used to love telling i am baroque i am baroque as a harpsichord okay dude <laughs> this is a super super geeky joke <laughs> i used to be a music major and i uh, was sitting in class and like this dumb teacher this fuck, I, I, I hope this guy's dead he had a whole bunch of like stupid like little quirks for us remembering things and he feels like oh if you're listening to a piece of music and you hear a harpsichord that means it's most likely baroque and um, I wasn't, I was like barely paying attention. And so, and so he goes, and he goes, he goes, oh, Kaz, did you hear me? It's a harpsichord, you know, it's probably from the Baroque period. I'm like, huh, Baroque like a harpsichord. I did like the full Billy Madison. You know what I mean? <laughs> Chlorophyll, more like Borophyll. And no one fucking laughed at my joke. Aww. I'm like, you fucking music nerd cocksuckers. That's a goddamn funny joke. <laughs> All right. Little pieces of shit. It's okay. Paying too much for this bullshit education. I can watch YouTube and get the same education. Fucking getting here. <laughs> God. Ugh, my heart. But yeah, so I'm, I'm hanging on to the, the, the Seiko Blue Lagoon um, Samurai. That's... I think it's right. I think it's right to keep that piece. But um, but yeah, so um, that's what I was wearing. Sorry for the super big tangent. Orient Neo 70s WV0051TX. Limited edition to 1,000 pieces. Um... It's weird, but I'm kind of excited to see if it's a it's a JDM piece. So that was the whole point as well. I don't know if I said that or not. So I'm really excited to see if Orient does something similar this Christmas again, because um because my birthday is December 5th. So Christmas, I love Christmas. I love December. I love the lights. I love the music. I love everything, 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 everything about Christmas, which only really annoyed my family because we're brown. So uh, <laughs> now that I'm alone, not alone, but now that I'm with my fiance. Um, uh, Christmas is back on the fucking menu. You know what I'm saying? So like, I fucking love Christmas, Michael. Maybe I'll. Oh my god, maybe I'll do that, dude. Maybe I'll wear the Christmas chronograph for my watch fast in December for Christmas. That would be really, really good. How cool would that be? Oh my god! And I think you should. Yeah, you dude. should also. You should also do an MTP one in Christmas colors. That'd be cool. That would be a lot of. Well, I can't. Can I watch fast with two watch? Can I? Can I double fist? Double fist, double fist during the watch. Double, fast? just 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 stop, just stop my thought there. Double fist and just go and get a drink of water. It's like, who, who, who's he? Who's he double fisting? Does he have small hands? Does he have Adrian Brody hands, or does he have like John Travolta hands? The people want to know, dude. 
All right. But, but is it possible for this awful God? Is it possible for me to, to, to double fist, to dual wield a watch fast? I don't know. Should I? It, it's, it's easier, but douchier. <laughs> That's ultimately the name of my autobiography. Kaz <laughs> Mirza, easier, but douchier. It's a picture of me on the front. Smiling like Eddie Murphy from Beverly Hills Cop. Here's my ass. <laughs> what are you doing, Cat? Um, so, uh, uh, I know I've been talking way too much, but can I plug Watch Fast real quick? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So, super, super quick, just to let everyone know um, a lot of people have recently completed the Watch Fast, which is fucking, fucking incredible. So, people who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, hold on, my cat's trying to get my attention. Unless you're on fire or dying, I really have no time for you right now, sweetie. So, people who don't know, um, I've, I've upset her. Come back, I love you. Uh, for people who don't know, the watch fast is the idea. Um, it's something that we started, something that we branded, something that's really, really important, helps you grow as a collector. You watch fast, you wear the same watch for 30 days straight. Um, you could do a normal watch fast where you're allowed to change the straps, or you can do the hardcore watch fast, which is really only reserved for like Marquis de Sada masochists, like, my, like, like, like Michael, where you just wear the same strap the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them. Um, I could be wrong, but Mike, I think you're the only one that's done it. The hardcore watch fest with just the one. At the same time, it's not like you were begrudged with by doing it with an awful watch. You were doing it with the Seiko SKX-175, right? Of course. That's awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I could see I could see it working, you know, uh, with that. But um, so so uh, so huge thank you, shout out to everyone that's taken part, that's tagged us, that's let us know, dude. We hear we hear everyone. We know you guys are doing it. I'm creating a watch fast hall of fame for the two book watch knobs website, um, where everyone's going to be honored. Uh, have your have the picture of the last day you took your actual watch fast on the website. You know your name, your handle, the watch you used, the days you actually did it. It's going to be a lot of fucking fun. Um, so yeah, then that's just in response to everyone really getting on board with the watch fast. I need to fucking hike up my skirt and finish a goddamn watch fast. I couldn't do the last one with the Casio MDV 106. Great fucking watch, but personal circumstance dictated. I could not stare at that watch. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you were having, but, uh, you're having been, a bad time. I was having a real bad time, man. But, uh, I've been talking way too goddamn much. Um, is it time, Michael, is it time to talk about erotic watches? I think so. I, I'm I'm curious. You, you might be talking more because um, I don't know much about this topic. But one thing, you know, in my research when I was looking up these watches, um, something kind of kicked in my watch brain. Um, mm -hmm. Pocket watches are really fucking cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, as, as far as yeah. far as collecting, you know, where you don't necessarily have to put that much money down to, to get something cool. Like they did some really fun stuff with pocket watches back in the days. Yeah. Um, cause it, I'm sorry. And, uh, I guess erotic complications is, is one of those things. <laughs> well, the thing is back in the day with original pocket watches, it wasn't so much erotic complications. It was the pocket watch became another medium for art. You know what I mean? And the thing, and so this is kind it, of actually ties in. I, I thought it was a, just a way to keep your porn somewhere. Well, yeah, it's both. <laughs> okay, because you you couldn't you, know? you couldn't buy like a sixty four gig thumb drive on Amazon to to put your porn in. Um, <laughs> as I looked down at my sixty four gig drive, 
<laughs> I want. I really wish Amazon could like let you like put in notes for your orders. And I want to order a bunch of thumb drives and just say in the notes, these are not for porn. <laughs> hey, just have the guys in the warehouse be like, okay, okay, guys, sure. This drive, you need to keep your, this drive that I hold hmm? in my hand is not for porn. Okay, I, I, <laughs> I used it for my wedding photos, okay? Complete just to opposite. clarify for the cynics, <laughs> wedding photos, all right? So yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't put your mind. porn, you couldn't put your porn on a USB drive, so you had to keep it on your pocket watch. Right. Well, the thing is, um, so in the early, early 1800s, late 1700s, what sort of started happening, and this was kind of something that was happening in Western Europe, um, people were going, people, men were going overseas, men were going away from home. And for particularly, for men who came from wealthy families and things like that, um, some wives commissioned artists to do erotic photos, erotic paintings of them in a watch for their husband to touch themselves to. On the ocean, you know what I'm saying. So the wives in order commissioned to, the pieces. I, that I never knew. Some that that, that in, in the research that I was doing, that is the case. Now I can't, I can't honestly, I can't imagine just in regards to how sensibility has been that every wife had done that. But I can see a portion. I can see a portion of them doing that. You know what I mean? Maybe actually, also, I I I, I think it might be fair to say I don't really feel. I don't think the wives posed. <laughs> pose for them <laughs> just to clarify most likely they were like just commissioned and like the wife's face was put on something you know what i'm saying like how you'd put like a wallet photo over like porn on the screen so you feel a little less guilty just a little less guilty you know what <laughs> oh, i mean God. this is the topic michael we're talking about this right now okay this is what it is we're, man, we're here right? we're, we've we've come too far yeah <laughs> okay so, but uh, that was my understanding is that it was really designed. Uh, uh, so, so, what you mentioned with pocket watch is really, really, really cool because the thing is, like, they were almost like the cell phones back then, man. Like, you had them on your persons, they were wearable technology. They were the smartwatch almost, you know? Your, 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 your pocket watch, it was a statement piece in regards to fashion. Back then, with the emerging middle class, it was also a statement piece in regards to how well you were doing in regard, in, with business and things like that. Could it be a statement piece about heritage, could be a statement piece about how hot your wife's tits are, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, the pocket watch said a lot. And so, for particularly for people who could afford pocket watches, who were going overseas or who were going to fight the, you know, fight the, 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 the Cossacks or whoever the fuck, whatever, whoever Western folk were fighting back then in the 1700s, 1800s. Um, the soldiers had these watches with them and they had erotic art on them. But what's, what I find really interesting is that there seems to be a mix back then of what you would classify as art. It's erotic, but art. And then what you would classify as just just some lewd-ass body porn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, the, the ones that I found actually were kind of... Um, and, and this is interesting from from a like construction perspective, but the the... The dial itself was G-rated, I guess I'll say, with with like mm -hmm. really nice enamel work, um, you know, high legibility for like a pocket watch and stuff like that. But actually, you you turn it over and then you're able to open the case back, um, and sometimes you see the movement, and then sometimes you see like a completely different complication where it's a uh, it's um, I guess an erotic scene. <laughs> Mm -hmm. but yeah so you mean from like, the front like, there, like, there's like, like enamel work there's like really nice stuff though yeah yeah well because they like like i said i mean they were they were they were 
they were still artistic expressions. I mean, you know, regardless of the fact that they were pornographic in nature, people worked very, you know, seriously on them. You know what I mean? I'm still really confused in... Okay, so let's say there's a ship. Let's say there's a ship, okay? And they're transporting salt or, or fucking saffron. Who the fuck knows? It's 37 dudes on one ship. Where are they supposed to find the time and the privacy to masturbate in peace to their watch? Or do they just do it in front of everyone else? No, man, you, you, just, you just do it in front of everybody else. <laughs> you, you, there's no privacy on a ship. <laughs> yeah, you guys know what you signed up for. I'm doing this right now, all right? I'm going to lock eyes for each and every fucking one of you. <laughs> While this fucking goes down, we're all here together, all right? If I fucking, I, I just want to let it be known right now. If I was ever on a ship back then, like not as a slave, they would have thrown me off the, off the boat <laughs> the first chance they got. Like, listen, Kaz has got to fucking go. Okay. He doesn't shower. He eats all our food. He doesn't work. Okay. He's got to go. He keeps <laughs> talking about his fucking Seiko all the time. But yeah, back back then there was definitely you could understand the need for it, the need for an erotic watch. So what I found super interesting and kind of just the stuff that I was researching and kind of like uh, things like that that I was looking for uh, with this episode is that erotic watches are still being made, but the sentiment is completely different. You know what I'm saying? There's less, in my opinion, there's less of an uh, art, like a like a classical art focus, and more of like a... I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's like a, a, like a, like a tongue-in-cheek, jokey vibe to it. Like there's a like there's like there's a, these there's days a for sure. These yeah yeah these days. So some brands I did not realize had erotic watches still in production today. I have three here that I've written down: Blanc Pon, <laughs> Richard Meal. <laughs> so I'm so excited to talk about this Richard Meal watch. Is it the uh, is and, it the Thrustograph? No, <laughs> no. The the Richard the Richard Meal erotic watch that I found is actually very very tame. They shouldn't call it an erotic watch. What okay. they should call it is like is like an English second language Tinder text watch. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, so the, just just keep it. So the third watch uh, that I, the brand that I also seen was the um, Ulysses Arden. Ulysses Arden has a line, um, a series, uh, a vignette, if you will, of just like some fucking like really disgusting watches. I mean, just like one <laughs> automaton just pounding the shit out of another automaton. On the on like the dial, you know, but so the Richard Meal. I'll talk about the Richard Meal first. The Richard Meal watch is fucking adorable. It is the Richard Meal RM69 Erotic Tourbillon, and so the way the watch works is you press a button, you activate the movement on the watch. The watch face has three. Um, it's almost like a slot machine. It has three uh, titanium tubes, and each tube and each tube has five or six sides, and each side has a different saying has part of one saying. So you press uh -huh. the button and it randomizes the first part, second part, third part of uh, of the watch. And the the problem is I they read I'm I'm going to pull up a picture right now. These things read so fucking hilariously. They they literally sound like someone who doesn't know English is drunk texting you through Tinder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So hold on, let me google this shit on my phone cuz I can't use my computer. RM9 Erotic. I'm gonna have to clear my history after researching. 
Yeah, it's prob- pro- probably a good idea. Yeah. Sure. I'll do. I'll do well, the same. Pro- I'll do the same on my phone. Well, your wife's out of town. <laughs> your wife's out of town. This, this is what you're supposed to be doing. All right. <laughs> we should. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <clears throat> so uh, we'll put a picture up, but just so you guys know, what I'm seeing right now is uh, the first. The first tube has the words, I want to, the second one says caress, and the third one says you madly. So the message it randomized is, I want to caress you madly. Uh-huh. It's fucking ridiculous. This isn't an erotic watch. They're classifying it as an erotic watch. If the message was just like, I want to blow you dry, that would be an erotic watch. <laughs> you know so, what I'm saying? I mean, but, but, but what do you do with that? Do you show that to your date? To try to kind of, I don't Dude, know. That's that is how you get panties on the ground. You say, "Let's let's look at my erotic, <laughs> my erotic tourbillon complication." Press the button. Oh look, I want to caress you madly. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It just. But the thing is, that's the interesting thing. So that's also the really really big shift is that you see these erotic watches in like incredibly ultra high end pieces because they're conversation pieces. Oh, but yeah. I think what's super, super, what's, what's super funny is you hit the nail on the head. You're not showing this to girls. Erotic watches are still being purchased by men to sit in groups of other men. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, you, I, I guess you could try to show that, show that to some, you know, your date or something. And uh, you know, My date will not be fucking happens. impressed by this. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it. De- she, I don't know. It depends on where you are, I guess. If I showed this to my fiance, if it's a hey babe, check out how check out how sexy this watch is, <laughs> she's literally she's like, Are you fucking retarded? I'm gonna hit you. And she'd hit me because she hits me. She hits me often. Tor- instant right. tor- tornado kick. <laughs> instant instant Hadouken across the room. All our dishes are gonna break. You know what I mean? I'm not Jackie Chan. I cannot take a hit. I will just crumble and break like pumpernickel bread. Stale pumpernickel bread. Alright? <laughs> But yeah, so it's the it's the Richard Meal RM69 Erotic Turbion. It's just it's it's a weird watch. I also don't know why there's a fucking Turbion on it. But definitely, um, uh, Michael can't look it up right now. But um, you, you there'll be a link to it. Michael, look it up when you get the chance. I just I wouldn't classify this as a okay. So here here's another. Message I, I think I've seen that one before. Is it is it like an all black case? It's pretty much like a blacked out watch, right? It's it's a blacked out watch, but yeah. the outside perimeter case is stainless steel. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I've seen that one before. So here's another message it generates. Let me kiss you tonight. Okay. You know what? This isn't this is an erotic wash that I think Rod Stewart would design. You know what I mean? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. These are like these are these are either these are either erotic messages or Rod Stewart songs. Right. Oh no, I got I got a good one. I got a good <laughs> this is is this real? This must be real. Uh so this is another message it could generate. I want to taste you tonight. Okay, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Right? That's definitely a step in the right direction. Are we sure this is an actual watch they made? I don't know. Could not be. I guess it could. Richard Meal RM69 Erotic Turbion. I hope it's a real watch. Well, let me see. It's on. It's on the Richard Meal website. Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe unless you see like an April, because sometimes brands do like April Fools' jokes like that. <laughs> <laughs> like the dog or the like 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 the the pet leather one. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it's here. It's on reshardmeal.com RM69 Erotic Turbion. I want to caress you madly. Let me kiss you tonight. That that also sounds like something Pharrell would wear. Pharrell and his collection of hats. Motherfucker's ageless. Ageless, dude. 
He, he's also um, he's also a watch guy. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He's got like crazy like uh, like AP concept tourbillon like GMT things. Yeah, he's he likes watches. So does he like luxury watches or is he an urology enthusiast? Um, you know, I'm not really sure. I he's I think he's very private about it. But who, I mean, who knows? He might be. You know, he might be, be an urology, be super urology enthusiast yeah. that, that just you know manages to. Uh, to drop some serious dough on uh, Richard Meals and, and APs. <laughs> Dude, if I had Pharrell money, I would buy the most ridiculous shit. On the, I would buy three of these erotic tourbillons from Richard Meal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'd send them out as Christmas gifts. Oh, I'm just Googling the next watch. Man, it's tough. It's tough Googling things on my phone. Yeah, when your phone's like 10 years old. Yeah, like this fucking iPhone, iPhone abacus. It's not even it's not even an iPhone number. It's just an iPhone <laughs> abacus. All right, the old motherfucking phone, dude. I'm gonna put that oh, in for God. for one of my favorite TBWS moments. The iPhone abacus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as we approach the one year anniversary, some people have already shared some of their favorite moments over the past year. But uh, if there's anything you guys can think of, let us know. We'll give you a shout out on the show. We'll share the moment. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, to just look back on the year because I, I've been listening to some old episodes and the shit. The shit we have said on the show is just ridiculous to me. Yeah, you, it's just you crazy. Guys, you guys kind of threw us a curveball when you actually started listening. So <laughs> I really didn't think I really didn't think anyone was going to listen to our fucking show. But here we are. Here we are. Here we are with some of the best fucking fans, the most encouraging, super cool fans ever. Uh, so the next watch I want to talk about, the next modern iteration of an erotic watch. Is a brand that I did not realize made erotic watches, but 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 man, they they make some erotic watches. The Blanc Pond, Blanc Pain, Blanc Pond, uh-huh. Blanc Pond's a weird brand, um, because they they're like a men. I feel like they're a men's lifestyle brand because they make like pens and 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 bags and shit, right? No, that's Mont Blanc. Well, see, now I feel stupid, Michael. This is why. This is why you're the smart one. <laughs> And I'm the stupid one. No, I mean, I, I could be wrong. I maybe they do. I'm I'm not sure. But no, you're 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 100 right. You're always right. It's it's easier this way. So Blancpain, <laughs> it's it's just easier this way. I did not realize they made an erotic watch. The thing is, they did not make one erotic watch. They have a series of erotic watches. So it is the Blancpain Villarette Erotic Minute Repeater. <laughs> okay. I think I know that one too. The, the, are, is it the gold figures? The gold figures? Yes. The- so it's a, it's a series of watches they made, and they feature these gold figures doing incredibly lewd acts. And and like, with with every thrust, you get a a a ding of the minute repeater. Correct? <laughs> is that what it yes. is? The minute repeater. Um, it works in time with the thrusting, okay. with the pelvic, the pelvic thrusting. You know what's fucking funny to me, dude? Hold on, my cat's trying to kill herself. Sweetie, not on air. I'm liable if I'm on air. Get down. Whatever. Um, what do the what the fuck do the watchmakers? Not the marketers, not the motherfuckers that are sitting in offices getting colon cancer and everything like that. Like, what do the watchmakers think? Like, because they must. I mean, what like? You know, from what's the guy from my putting the watch together? From my understanding, mm-hmm. if you're a watchmaker in Switzerland for a company like Blancpain or a Rolex or something, you actually have a very desirable job. Like Rolex, for example, is like 
kind of like the Google where they are. Like you really want to work okay. for Rolex if you're if you work in the watch industry or if you're a watchmaker and stuff. Like they they take care of their employees. So I'm I'm sure it's the same right. thing. You know, at Blanc Pond, um, you you probably just sit down and do your job because you you have an awesome job. <laughs> so how the fuck do you take that seriously though? It's like <laughs> I I've I, I've worked all my life to accumulate this set of skills to design the perfectly balanced minute repeater that chimes this beautiful tune. Oh yeah, that's great, Hans. Can you put a big fucking dick? Can you put a dick <laughs> on the hammer? And I want the dick hammer to just be slamming the shit out of this thick fucking twat in time with the bells. Can you make that happen, Hans? I mean, I suppose. Can you fucking do it or not? All right. <laughs> I guess. Like, like, I'm I not guess putting that on point. my CV. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not putting erotic minute, erotic dick pounding minute repeater on my CV when I applied to be a watchmaker at Rolex. But it's you know still, what I'm saying? It, yeah, Rolex it's wants still to see a minute shit. repeater. It's still a minute repeater, though. <laughs> that's, that's pretty impressive. What's that? It, it, it's what's even that? more that? impressive that's, that you could. That's, you that's, could Sync that up with it. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. That's uh, I, I guess it is impressive, but it's 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 um, what is that? Uh, this is a there's a court, this is a Supreme Court justice quotes. I forgot what his name was, but it was in regards to articulating or identifying what pornography is, and he had said something along the lines of um, uh, I don't know how to explain it, or I don't know what it is, but I know it when I see it. You know what I mean? Right. And so some of these erotic watches, I can see. I can see some of the art behind them because you can kind of see the idea of, you know, pulling some themes in regards to poses from like the Renaissance and some, 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 some like Art Nouveau stuff and things like that. But then there are some fucking watches, like some of these Blanc Pond, uh, uh, Villarette erotic minute repeaters where it's just like, oh, let me find the picture of this fucking guy. There's a guy and he's just holding this girl's ankles in the air and he is just, he is just sewing. He's just tilling the earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 just, I know that one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my background right now. It's my GIF background on my on my phone. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's, just, it's, it's not. What do the watchmakers think? It's what do the engravers think that actually have to produce the figures? <laughs> that's the watchmaker just has to make sure that it works. But that's the engravers, point, actually, yeah. the engravers are are tasked with every little detail, every every little wrinkle in the shaft. <laughs> 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 I could just see I could just see Fabergé's descendants right now. Oh, you know, we were descended from Fabergé, made the most beautiful, intricate things you'd ever seen on the world that Western Europe. Yeah, listen, that's great. Can I just get like a ro- like a thick roast beef vagina? I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking Grand Canyon drippy fistful. Can can you do that, Sergey? It's like, oh my fuck. I mean, I, I guess. I uh, fucking guess, dude. If the check clears, you know what I'm saying? But like, it's just, it's strange to me. It's a subculture of the watch world. I, I understand. No, actually, no, I take it. I don't understand it because <laughs> you don't need to buy an erotic watch anymore if you're overseas, man. All right. They got Wi-Fi now. You know what I mean? Plus, it's the, it's the 2000s. Girls are wearing shorts. You can use your imagination. It's not like it was 300 years ago. You know what I mean? So it's just... I don't understand why you'd have to buy a watch like this, except except as like a conversation piece. Or or you, know? you can you can just be a very maybe perhaps affluent uh, collector that has dedicated um, this kind of focus to their collection. Maybe maybe there are collectors out I there. I can see that, that. You know, this is the old, this is the thing that really kind of. Turns them on in more ways than one. Yeah, uh, no, 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 I, I, I can see it. 
I could see it totally being in the wheelhouse of someone who was like a um um a, like an amateur historian or an amateur enthusiast in like social movements in regards to what was acceptable, what was not acceptable, so on and so forth. You know, different advancements in art, the congruence between art and technology. You know what I mean? It could you could even have a section of it being part of like military history, just because soldiers did care. Well, not soldiers, officers. Care, poor foot soldiers had to use their imagination. You know what I mean? But like officers, you know, they, they, they fucking had these watches. You know what I'm saying? Here's a poor sock. soldiers, man. <laughs> Go to town. <laughs> poor soldiers, dude. Just a, just a fucking sauce fest, sausage fest in those trenches. You know what I mean? <laughs> boots, boots filling with water, mortar fire overhead. Man, I miss, I miss my fucking wife. You know. <laughs> so oh I, I know, I, was... I know the watches you're talking about. I, I didn't know it was Blanc Pond. Like the, the the second you you mentioned them, I, I you know, I have no yeah. internet here, but I, I I know which ones they are. I didn't know it was Blanc Pond. It's funny because the thing is they so Blanc Pond with these watches with the Villaret erotic minute repeaters, because um, there's a series of them. The content, um, the theme of, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to make a point. The theme of the context. Thank you, crap, my fucking brain. The context of the picture is obviously extremely lewd. I'm not about to walk into fucking work rocking my 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 hip my 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 bumping ugly minute repeater. You know what I'm saying? A lot of good hashtags this episode. Yeah. Um but if you take a step back from the context and you look at the practice of how they actually did it, it's quite classical. I mean there's there's some like really like in terms of just a lot of it is gilded, a lot of really kind of just beautiful detail, like the process and the method through which they decided to make the watch. You could it, it, there's almost something sort of like like Art Nouveau like New Grecian um, about specifically these Blanc Pond minute repeaters, but in like at the end of the day, I'm not looking at how well graved this is. I'm looking at this dick in this giant this fucking vagina, dude. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so it's just like what's the it, no? It's just like what's the point? It just seems strange to me. There's one more watch. I have to pull it up on my phone. I really have to erase my history after after this episode. Oh, there's two more watches. Okay. Um. Mm. Should I bring up the listener den or should I bring up the watch you brought up? Let's bring up the watch you brought up because the listener den watch is just sort of similar enough to the Blanc Pond. So there is another, if this time I'll bring it up, there is another um, erotic watch sort of in the same category as the Blanc Pond erotic minute repeater. Minute repeater. It is the Ulysnar Den Hour Striker Erotica, which is really just the same fucking thing. It's the guy thrusting in time with the minute repeater. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. God, it's just disgusting. People are disgusting, Michael. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I already had it open. Oh, you're so smart. You're so smart, past Kaz. There is another watch that um, I think was one of the first watches we really brought up when we decided to do the erotic watch um, episode. And this is sort of, this is taking the idea of the modern erotic watch to like a tongue and cheek vibe, but also like a very, this is a joke. Like this is a joke watch. In my opinion, this is a joke watch vibe. I think it so is too. the it is the Paralette Turbion Hentai Erotic Limited Edition watch. So, <laughs> and I and I emailed it to you. So now you have it in your email. Oh, good, perfect. That's, that's and now and now I have it in my, in my email. <laughs> Mutually assured destruction. Thank you, thank <laughs> you, man. Mutually assured spousal destruction. Um, so this is a brand I don't really know too much about. If anyone know, out there knows about them, you know, uh, let us know what's up. But so the brand is Paralette. Par- if you have Paralette. one, tag tag us in a wrist shot. If you have one, yeah, if you have one, oh my god, if you have if you have a Paralette Turbine hentai erotic watch, please put it on Instagram and tag us in it. 
you will you will be a, the number one candidate for the two book watch knob Sunday listener regram. All right, <laughs> we'll make you every single one of them. <clears throat> so the this watch is interesting. So um, when I first saw the watch, I saw the word turbine. I thought it was going to be like a tourbillon. Not necessarily. Um, so I said before, this is a very kind of fun, uh, tongue-in-cheek watch. It's So when you think hentai, like when I think hentai, I immediately think like tentacle rape porn, okay? That's not really the case um, with this watch. The hentai direction they chose to take, um, I would say it's more... Well, there's one image of this dude with like Goku hair going to town on this girl from behind. But otherwise... <laughs> it, I'm sorry, this is what it is, man. Otherwise, it is uh, basically just nude slash scantily clad um, anime-inspired women. What's interesting about the watch is that the dial is that. The dial is just, you know, one of four uh, images. So one of them is this dude going to town, this chick. She's having a great time. He seems to be in pain. So, I mean, that's just, I guess, what sex is. Two of them are these two girls uh, naked. <laughs> another one is another two girls naked, but these ones are standing up. And another one is one girl bending over, showing you uh, what her mama gave from behind. So it's four dials. It's one of four dials. But what's really interesting is the turbine part of the watch name isn't tourbillon. What it looks like is, um, you guys know the turbine on like a jet engine? Like that sort of windmill shape, that windmill motion? That is over the dial. So you never actually get a clear image of what's behind. I mean, you sort of do, but you, so you sort of get it in like an old school flipbook style looking kind of uh, 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 perspective. So the, the little thing spins and as it spins, you can make out, uh, you know, the anime chicks. And yeah. The, 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 the dude with the Goku hair. The thing is, obviously this is an erotic watch, but that's, it's, it's, a, it's a fun watch. It's fun. I think that's really interesting because it's also reminiscent of like, you know, I also get this idea of like old school peep shows. Like with, with gold prospectors, you know what I mean? Another group of men just sitting around looking at tits. What's with, why do groups of men just look at tits? I don't understand that. With other men. Michael, I don't shake hands. Why the fuck am I going to watch porn with seven other dudes? Yeah, you know what I'm I, I, don't, I don't think that's that's part of our, our generation. Um. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> but yeah, so the the, 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 the Parallel Turbion... Tur turbion see, I, I keep doing it. The Parallel Turbine Hentai Watch... It's a fun watch. It's it's just interesting. So looking so looking at this watch, um, uh, check out the images. Also, just as a disclaimer, don't click on any of these links at work. Um, yeah, the, you do the shit. You, these you these do show notes are NSFW. <laughs> They're going to be tagged appropriately. As such, do not look at these links at work. Y'all been warned. Um, but just looking at the whole spectrum of watches we talked about, like. Early 1800s, late 1700s, like enamel painted uh, pocket watches, erotic dials, erotic complications. Yeah, they were like you know filthy back then, but there was still you could understand it. That was just uh, uh, the how the technology sort of emerged. Uh, uh, you know what's actually funny to bring it back around full way. Also, porn and pornography has always evolved with technology. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, it's all the idea of of eroticism and 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 pocket pool and porn has always been congruent with different artistic and and technological advances. That's so weird. Mm -hmm. We're filthy as a race. We are filthy people. Very. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so back then it was no different. You know, back then pocket watches were more popular. They were becoming more prevalent because of the emerging middle class in Western Europe. So uh, it just made sense, you know, hey, guys are buying watches, guys like tits, let's put tits on watches, you know? Well, it, the internet, 
the, the what blows me away also is the kind of like the artistry you see on some of these like yeah it, it is it is filthy but you know in some ways it's the work is actually very beautiful um yeah you know especially the the watches where you have a very traditional display on the front of the the actual pot watch but the erotic complication is hidden beneath like a like a case back or something so, that's so cool I, 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 I think that I feel like that's super like old school because that also kind of brings the fun sort of surprise element to the erotic watch. You know what I mean? It's not just someone walking into a room with their dick hanging out. It's someone walking yeah. into the room and they look fine from the front and when they turn around, they have ass chaps. It's like, oh shit, I had no fucking idea. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, <laughs> I, I feel like there are just different approaches that certain brands can take. Hold on, my cat has a death wish. Hey, hey, get down, get down. If you die, I cannot explain your death to people. Get down. I'm so sorry, guys. Come on. As he as he as he throws a pot at the cat. Well, no, the thing is, I was I I'm I'm <laughs> I'm me. I'm a, trying to find things around me to throw, and everything around me is not throwable. Everything <laughs> around me is a watch, a laptop, or a glass, or a mug, and I'm just like I can't throw anything. I need I need to just keep like a like a like a like like a sack full of pennies on me, so I just throw <laughs> pennies whenever I need to. You know, man. Oh. God damn it, dude. But no, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, but I feel like it all, it, I, there are different classes of erotic watches. Some of them I think are just, I think are just stupid. Um, this Richard Meal RM69 Erotic Tourbillon, part of me feels like it's stupid. The other part of me does, is doesn't, actually kind doesn't of do a, anything for you. Doesn't, doesn't turn you on. It, it's, <laughs> I feel like it's like the sort of erotic version of the heart candies. You know, the heart candies with like messages on them. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. That's how the watch reads. I What I find fascinating, just as like a movement snob, is the complication that they have in that watch where you press a button and this thing, like, it's like a, it's like a mini slot machine. It's a mini slot machine on your wrist. That's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? It's just sad. It has these stupid words on it. Like, I want to kiss you madly or whatever the fuck it is. You know? <laughs> but, um... Bullet Pond, Richard Mio, Listen Our Damn, we don't have time for a parallel. Yeah, I'm trying to think if it's any other watches. But I mean, over the course of the history of the erotic watch, I just I think it's something that's interesting to talk about with watches because it's 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 a part of watch history that I feel like maybe not necessarily is understood or really known about very well. It's just strange to see erotic watches still in full force. It's also, I guess, not strange to still see that they're targeted at a specific segment of you know, rich people. It's a bit different now. Back then, you know, back so back then when I when I say 1700s, like post Renaissance, even middle of Renaissance, 1600s, 1500s, 1700s, um, emerging middle class. That's not middle class, like as I say, office worker middle class. Middle class back then still super, and it, it wasn't even really middle class. It was emerging middle class. Those motherfuckers mm -hmm. are still rich. Those are still rich, ultra rich, like Oriental mug, or Oriental mug, Oriental rug shipping motherfuckers back then. So it was still like a super, super rich thing to have like, you know, a nice pocket watch or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I'm curious about? Do you think Breguet ever made an erotic watch? Should I Google that? Or should we start, should we, mm, just all the time. Should I start, should I, should I start the outro? Well, the, the one question that I have right now. Well, your, your audio is coming in super weird. <laughs> oh, is it? My, my, it sounds like it's, my connection's kind of weird, I guess. Okay. It sounded like you were yelling at me over a microphone, like Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> 
It was well, kind of cool, actually. <laughs> well, so if the if if there's a Pornhub app and it works for the Apple Watch, <laughs> does that make the Apple Watch the latest erotic watch? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I believe so. Yes. Well, actually, I don't know. That pulls that draws the question: Is the Apple Watch a watch? And what kind of situation are you in where you have to watch porn on your Apple Watch? <laughs> Dude, it's 5.35, I'm on the train going home, I cannot fucking wait to go home, Pornhub app is opening right now, I'm sorry everyone else on the train, it's happening, alright? <laughs> on, on, on my Apple Watch. On my Apple Watch, I left my headphones at home, we're all in this together, I'm sorry guys, alright? <laughs> yeah, may, maybe the outro is a good, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so episode 51 super super cool um a lot of really good things a lot of fun things to reiterate the two book watch snobs 3000 follower giveaway is happening the rules to enter will follow soon gonna be super super easy to enter gonna be a lot of fun our way of giving back to all of you guys um a huge welcome to people who might be listening for the first time now uh because i know uh, i know some new folks have jumped on um we were giving away the Timex Navi Harbor. Uh, uh, it's a quartz 100 meter diver, 38 millimeters, 18 millimeter lugs, coming with some toxic nail goodies, three toxic Royal RAF style straps, um, toxic NATO spring bar tool, <clears throat> sticker, and some of these uh, toxic waste candies that he's got. If you like if you like warheads back in the day as a kid, or if you like licking batteries, uh, you'll 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 like these uh, you'll like these candies. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, yeah, dude, check out Working Class Watch Club WCWC on Facebook. Really small group, but it's a very kind of just uh, open forum, welcome space for watch shots of all different varieties from all different walks of life. It's the idea of just kind of, you know, um, not just $50 watches, blah, 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 whatever watch you're comfortable kind of just wearing, whatever watch you wear, if you're part of the working class, so on and so forth. It's just super casual. It's just super fun. Really cool place. Check it out. Lots of fun wrist shots. Frank from Collinsville watches up there. Ooh, deep breath. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Um, Michael is wearing the Marathon Pilot Navigator. Did I write that right? That I confuse with Maritac, which also makes like pilot watches. <laughs> Brain fart, sorry. <laughs> That's all good. I'm wearing the Orient Christmas Chrono WV0051TX. The WatchFast Hall of Fame is coming to the website soon. In addition to that, for the 2,000 follower giveaway in the past, you guys... Um, to enter, you signed up for the Two Book Watch Knobs newsletter, the bi-monthly newsletter, so that's once every two weeks. That is coming soon. I'm just formatting the newsletters right now. I'm getting the, the template ready. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be once every two weeks. It's going to have highlights like the hot, the, the, the Hotchfast, the Watchfast Hall of Fame, Seiko Catterday stuff, a lot of really cool stuff, articles that went up on the website, everything like that. Um, and so in regards to the topic, the main topic of the day, erotic watches, um, there's just, there honestly isn't enough time to do a full discussion about the history of erotic watches. So it's at this point where if you guys know anything about erotic watches, if you have, if you have any questions or if there's anything to contribute in your guys' end, definitely let us know what's up. You can hit us up on Instagram, DM, or you can comment in the show graphics on Instagram, or you can email us at tbws.contact.gmail.com, or you can leave a, a comment on the website where the show gets embedded as well. Um... <clears throat> this is an interesting one. Is anybody's Grail watch an erotic watch? Like, is someone like 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 in the same way that the Rolex Explorer one, thirty six millimeter, is I guess technically a Grail watch for me? Is the is the uh, the Blancpain Villarette minute repeater someone else's Grail watch? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, it's just interesting. Um, 
So yeah, super, super excited to hear from you guys in regards to that. I'm looking at my list. What did that mean? I don't know why I take so many notes during the show. I can't read my writing. Has it ever happened to you? Yeah. I have some notes here too and I can't read them. I can't read shit, dude. God, man. Maybe I have like a stroke or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, I fucked up the intro. Just want to make that known. I really bombed it. I, I, I'm surprised it took me this long. Hey, man. I expected it was almost a year. So I'd say you did pretty good. <laughs> I, I fucked up. My dad was right. <sighs> All right. Is, is that the end? You want to you do the outro? Am I missing anything? Yeah, and if you guys have any um, erotic watches that you're you're hiding from your girlfriends or your spouses, um, shame on you, and and share them with shame us. On you. <laughs> share them with us. Yeah, if there obviously there's no way we could have mentioned all the erotic watches. If you guys if you guys hear what hear the show and you do your own research and you see some really cool uh, uh, erotic watches or just some stuff that's interesting, definitely share that with us. It's a topic I honestly would love to return to. It's a topic actually that might be kind of fun to write on. Um, some sort of three-part erotic watch history for uh, the two book watch knobs website. That could be a lot of fun. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, maybe, maybe I'll think about that. But, you know, um, I, did didn't I mean if if somebody was gonna do erotic watches right, I mean, wouldn't it be the Russians? The problem, not the problem, but the the, <laughs> the thing is, Russian watches came about during the USSR. The USSR was not about. Um, aesthetic expression or art it was really more about creating watches for specific purposes for specific functions yeah there are some elements where you can kind of note artistic expression but it's really only our artistic expression in regards to propaganda and the ussr state which is why you'll see military logos you'll see hammer and sickles um so it wasn't really uh the type of culture in which an erotic watch will be welcomed having said that I could totally see that 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 Chaikin Constantine motherfucker. Well, out in Moscow. Well, when I was doing my re- the, the reason the reason I ask is because when I was doing my research, actually his personal channel he has a lot of demonstrations of erotic watches. We'll, pro- really? we'll link we'll link some in the show notes, and that's does that's why any, that's did, why I was curious. Does he have any USSR ones, or he just has erotic watches? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he made them or if they're USSR or if they're you know just like another brand. But maybe he has wow. a, a penchant for collecting them. Who knows? <laughs> if, if 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 they if the USSR made erotic watches, that would be fucking incredible. I mean, I'm telling you right now, to my understanding and the way I understand the social like kind of the social structure in regards to manufacturing after um the red revolution that really would not that would not be cool wouldn't fly <laughs> it wouldn't <laughs> fly dude they the the because the, the thing was the the you know the the country up until the the revolution like the 1900s it was just a country full of people who didn't know what they were doing they had all this land and they had all this all this shit and the problem is um they were all they were constantly having to uh, this uh, uh uh landowners were overtaxing serfs to fund wars aristocrats were always having parties because they were modeling themselves after the french and so it all came to a head at a certain point where communism was adopted in order to create a social structure to manufacture that's why back then very quickly they became such an economical force because the whole country you know at the end of a gun barrel uh became industrialized (laughs) and um (laughs) everything was really just focused on making products for the USSR in the USSR to be a, 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 
a prospective economic world power. And so I can't really picture Sergei on the line at Raketa hand polishing a dick watch. You know what I'm saying? It's it's possible. It but is I, totally possible. But I can see but, Kaz doing it. <laughs> someone put in the order. Someone email me about the dick watch. I'll just make it for myself. I don't give a shit. It's going to be awesome. But um, but yeah, no, yeah. Look for that video. I'm going to check that out. That's super interesting. If there are actual USSR erotic watches, because again, those are also a very noble class aristocratic thing, which was very antithetical to what the whole idea was post red revolution you know so that would be that would be super interesting yeah yeah no uh, definitely definitely share that link um next episode's the one year anniversary yeah i think it's uh time to say bye and uh look forward to the actual year anniversary it's gonna be crazy. The next time the next time you guys hear us it will be the one year anniversary that's 52 episodes 52 weeks Hundreds, I don't know, hundreds of hours. I mean, however many fucking hours of content from us, from our fucking asses. <clears throat> uh, we couldn't have done it without everyone. Look forward. It's going to be a really, really special event. It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to have some goodies. Going to have some really fun topics. Going to be a good one. Is it time for me to say goodbye? Because I believe we are at almost an hour and a half. Yeah, let's do it. You go for it. I'll, I'll, I'll end it and not fuck it up this time. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You'll be listening to Two Book Watch Stops. Later. Later.